1: This is the Keynes Corner Podcast with host Adam Gold, part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now, here's the host of the Keynes Corner Podcast,
0: Adam Gold. Welcome to a Cane's Corner Podcast. I am Adam Gold. Thank you very much for hanging out. We're brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, it's at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina, aluminumcompany.com. Pretty straightforward edition of the podcast, this go-round. We're going to have a conversation with Hayden Fleury. Interesting stuff with Hayden, uh, who is a very personable guy, and it's hard to believe he's still just 24 years old. Uh, Seventh overall pick in 2014. It took a while, but it looked like last year it finally clicked in. He got his first NHL goal, and for my money, was one of the top two or three defensemen on the roster in the restart, whether it was the game against Washington, the exhibition game, uh, or the eight playoff games they played after that. I thought Flurry uh, earned his ice time, deserved to play, and played in big roles, uh, can kill penalties, can skate, can play a little bit of a physical game, and that's obviously going to have to step up with Joel Edmondson gone and really no other physical presence on the blue line. So we'll talk to Hayden Fleury uh, in a little bit. First couple of odds and ends. Uh, The only outstanding contract the Hurricanes need to deal with is that of Warren Fogle. I mean, there are some minor league deals that will need to be signed. I think Roland McEwen, Oliver Caskey, who is a young defenseman. There are some players like that, Uh, in the minors that need to get contracts. I know the Hurricanes just uh, re-upped with Max McCormick and Clark Bishop was not that long ago. Uh, So those guys, that's going to happen. But in terms of the NHL roster, uh, the only guy that needs a contract at this point before uh, the season begins, whenever that is, is Warren Fogle, who's a restricted free agent. And his arbitration hearing is set for a few weeks. So just like Hayden Flurry avoided arbitration, I assume that uh, Warren Fogle will also avoid arbitration by coming to terms on a contract. My sense before uh, they agreed was that Flurry would fall into the uh, two-year, $3 million range. The Hurricanes got him a little b- below that. At two years, $2.6 million. I kind of feel like Warren Fogle is going to be in the two-year, $3.5 million-a-year range, figure 1.5 in year one, two million in year two. Uh, So that's what's coming up for the Hurricanes. And, of course, thinking even bigger picture, uh, contract extensions for Andre Svechnikov and Dougie Hamilton should be on the horizon. I know the team would like to get them done this year. Uh, Waiting is never a good idea. Uh, but my conversations with the club makes me believe that they don't believe waiting is going to be expensive as it normally is, because well, it's a pandemic. Uh, so uh, so we have those issues, roster issues. Team hasn't really made any moves, anything significant. Uh, they there still is a rumor that they'll make a deal for a goaltender or just tried to upgrade the goaltending. Uh, and that's very well, that very well it could be possible. Uh, Darcy Kemper is still out there with Arizona, and it does look like the coyotes are going to be thinking about uh, trimming some salary off their roster. Kemper is one way to do it. I believe anti Ronta is their guy. Uh, so you've got those types of kind of roster issues to deal with to think about. Uh, And then there's the matter of when the season is going to start. And we'll talk a little bit about this with Hayden Fleury, about when he's coming down uh, and what his thoughts are. And if I had to guess, I know the NHL has said January 1, uh, but I think it'll be closer to February 1 than January 1. But I have been wrong about these things in the past, so we'll see. Uh, With all of that said, Hayden Fleury established himself as an NHL defenseman this year, a bona fide NHL player. In fact, he played up, I thought, in the playoffs. I think he demonstrated he could even play in a second pair role in a pinch. It's probably not going to be what he's going to, uh, uh, you know, where he's going to slot for this team. uh, But the Hurricanes are really good on the blue line, obviously. And I do think that with... um, Dougie Hamilton healthy and you got Slavin and Hamilton and Brady Shea and Brett Pesci at this point. Uh, Hayden Fleury becomes a very nice fifth, sixth defenseman uh, because I do think that there is still a lot of room for him to grow. Good skater, good offensive instincts, I think. And if he can play with some abrasion, well, Carolina's got something on the third pair. Uh, Four goals, 10 assists last year, including his first NHL goal. and We'll talk to Fleury about that as well. Uh, So without further ado, let's bring him in. The Carolina Hurricanes met the demands of Hayden Fleury, a two-year contract that was agreed to last night, and he joins us right now all right so uh you won you won the first battle with the uh, with the hurricanes you beat tom dundon for a two-year deal congratulations
1: <laughs> thank you very much
0: uh how stressful was this time was it stressful at all uh walk me through this little process before we get to some other things
1: um yeah it was uh i wouldn't it was a little stressful yeah i think uh you know once the arbitration date was set i think it kind of put my mind at ease knowing that something was going to get done November 8th. I mean, whether, whether or not I won or lost an arbitration case, something was getting done. So I knew, uh, you know, I was going to be playing hockey for Carolina next year. And, um, you know, that was kind of the biggest thing the whole time was I, you know, I, I really liked it in Raleigh and I always wanted to, you know, come back and be a part of, you know, the group that we have. And, you know, I think the most exciting times are ahead.
0: Hayden Fleury is joining us. So what's the significance of a two year deal, uh, other than at least you don't have to go through this again next off season.
1: Uh, well, I think the NHL, uh, is, it's going to be a weird year for everyone. I think, you know, there's no getting away from this COVID-19, uh, you know, pandemic during the next season. So, you know, it's going to be a weird year. We're not sure how many games we're going to play and, you know, we're trying to get all 82 in, but you know, nothing's for sure right now. So, uh, you know, I think it just gives myself more time. I think, you know, I can build off the momentum from the last 20 games the last season in the playoffs and, you know, just hopefully continue to, you know, roll with that and, uh, you know, keep taking advantage of the opportunity given.
0: And we're going to talk about the restart and your role in what uh, in what you did with the team uh, but you talk about, you know, you, you're right now in Calgary, Alberta. Uh, I know there's snow on the ground, but you have escaped. It seems like Canada has been really good with the virus. Maybe we should all just come up there.
1: Uh, it's the great white north. I mean, everyone, you know, you can't uh, beat these mountains. I think you got to, you know, you got to experience it once in your life for sure. I mean, we had our team trip to Banff last year mm-hmm. and all the guys loved the Rockies. So I think everyone's got to experience it.
0: It's, uh, it is absolutely beautiful country. I remember going up there in Edmonton uh, to Edmonton for the 2006 Stanley Cup Finals and just some of the views. And I know Edmonton isn't quite uh, Calgary, and I, know, I understand the rivalry between the two cities, uh, but even Edmonton has its uh, absolutely beautiful spots. Hayden Fleury is joining us. All right, let's talk about the uh, – the, we'll just call it a coming of age, if you will – uh, and sometimes somebody else's, you know, the negative becomes a positive for somebody else. Dougie Hamilton goes out with an injury in January last year, uh, and it was your turn. Uh, explain how that worked and how you kind of took the the puck and ran, or took the puck and skated, if it will. Um,
1: yeah, I think, uh, you know, going into the season, I, I thought I was you know, I thought I was ready to help and I thought I was ready to contribute and, you know, just with the luck and, you know, how, how many good defense we have, it didn't happen off the start. But, you know, I always thought that if I got a chance that, I you know, I was ready and, you know, at the start of the year, me and with Trev being hurt, I got a, some games and, you know, it didn't go great, I would say. And then Trev came back and, you know, he, he's a good player. He's going to do his, do his job and do his role very effectively and so I was kind of just in and out in and out but you know the when Dougie came I or when Dougie got hurt sorry I got uh it was two games I think before the bye week and I think I had two like pretty solid games I didn't really uh it wasn't really anything special just kind of doing my job and then you know I refreshed on the bye week kind of got my head right and then you know I came back and just tried to take advantage of the opportunity uh Playing with Eddie really helped. He's a you know a pretty stable figure on the blue line, and uh, you know kind of let me just move my feet, get in the rush, and you know start uh, you know making plays and just doing that. And you know I think that's where it really started. And then you know going into the playoffs, I just tried to keep skating, keep moving my feet. That's my biggest strength, and you know let the game come to me from there.
0: Aiden Fleury is joining us. How hard is it? for a defenseman who's not necessarily, you know, Dougie's an offensive guy. He's going to make, you know, his history, he'll make some defensive mistakes and things like that. But I mean, your job, your role is to not, like, not screw it up and to, to try to not screw it up kind of slows you down. I'd probably saying this very un- in an uneloquent ma- uh, manner, but how hard is it to just kind of relax and play when you're still trying to break through?
1: yeah, I think that was the biggest thing. Um, you know, I think there's been times in my career where I've been scared to make a mistake and you know that's when you often do make your biggest mistakes is when you're just too scared to do something out there where when you're just letting the game come to you and just make the play that needs to be, make the play that needs to be made, I think the rest just falls into place and then the game opens up and you start seeing stuff that you didn't see when you were you know scared to make a mistake and the game kind of slows down for you. And then you can kind of go from there.
0: Was it harder to convince yourself that you belonged, or your head coach?
1: Um, you know, I, Roddy was—he was pushing me. He—he he knew, you know. He—he he came up to me the on the flight the day before Dougie got hurt and he, you know, I kind of was dogging it in practice. He'll probably tell you this too. And (laughs) he kind of came up to me and, you know, he said something could happen and we will need you every night for the rest of the season. And, you know, unfortunately for Dougie, that was the injury. But I mean, for me, it was kind of what, what started it. And, you know, from there, I just tried to run with it. And, you know, I didn't really dog it in practice after that. Wow.
0: you you, you dogged it in practice playing for Rod Brindamore? I don't. Uh, I, w- <laughs> I would say
1: it was dogging it to Roddy's standards. I wouldn't say it was dogging it to everyone else's. But you know, you know, if you're working as hard as Rod Brindamore, then you, you don't have much to worry about.
0: Hayden Flurry is joining us real quick about Rod, and I don't know I even know why this st- stuck. Uh, this sticks out to me, but it does. <laughs> the uh, The photograph we saw when you guys were playing uh, frisbee. Uh, up in Toronto where yeah. he's got like uh 0.4% body fat. Uh, he's 50 years old. That's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, that is, uh, I mean, yeah, I don't even know what to say about that. That's just, yeah, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, it's it, the picture explains itself.
0: It, it really does. And look, I've known Rod a long time it is he's like, he doesn't even, it doesn't even phase him. Like, it's, it's just something he does. Like, he does it to, cl- like, clear his mind. You know, 30 minutes hard on the bike, uh, basically uh, pedaling at a 20% incline or something like that. Hayden Fleury is, <laughs> is joining us. Um, well, let's talk about the restart. I mean, for a lot of people, and I'll, I'll put myself in the category that were, you know, questioned where you could play in the lineup, if you could play in the lineup at times, you looked like one of the, Two or three best defensemen uh, in the restart. Uh, in the uh, the games against the Rangers, a game I thought you were you are excellent in that series. I thought you were excellent uh, in the Boston series. You scored, I think, the first goal and the last goal the Hurricane or the uh, the tying goal in game one, and then the last goal the Hurricane scored uh, in the uh, in the series against Boston. Uh, did it click? Uh, what uh, what what do you make of that? I mean, you, I thought you played great. Um,
1: yeah, I think I had a I thought I had a really strong exhibition game against the Capitals. Um to be honest, going into the exhibition game I didn't think I was playing. I didn't think I was gonna be in our in for game one against the Rangers and you know, I I kinda thought I didn't really have anything to lose. So I just went out there and played. I mean uh I think I was on the seventh D man on the depth chart, but yeah, Dino had came, come up to me before the game and he said, you know, we're going to give everyone a fair shot to get their legs going. And it's not like you're going to play five minutes, but it's not like you're going to play 20. He said, just do what you can with the minutes. And, uh, you know, I thought I had a good exhibition game there and then kind of just, you know, ran with it. Uh, you know, the Rangers series was really solid. Uh, you know, it was really physical and really good hockey and kind of a good wake up call for everybody coming back. And, you then the Boston series was, uh, you know, it was a lot closer than four-one. Um, you know, I thought I was really skating well the whole se- both series, but I, especially the Boston series, I really got my feet moving and got into the play, and you know, got a couple shots through that you know just happened to go in.
0: So, what do you see your role? as uh in this team can you I mean are you gonna play a, m- a mean game uh, especially with Joel Edmondson off in Montreal uh, a little sandpaper is certainly necessary what is your role with this team
1: yeah I think uh you know the sandpaper the physicality has to be a part of it I mean it's not I'm not saying I'm gonna replace Joel Edmondson's fighting ability by any means but uh, I, I think that, you know the physicality in the defensive zone and all that just has to be there. And then I think that when that bite and, you know, the physicality of my game really allows me to start skating and, you know, gives me a little bit of space out there to, you know, make, you know, plays. I really do feel that, you know, my offensive game has started to come and I think it can come a long ways. I just think I got to take care of the D zone and then, you know, let the game go from there.
0: I asked Brett Pesci, this, uh, this is actually at the very beginning of the pandemic. Um, but I asked him, how do you how can you be a, a really good defenseman without being and I'm just going to kind of use a, a word I can say on the radio, a jerk, um, <laughs> because it's 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 hard to be an abrasive player without having some, you know, backside in you. Um, but you don't you you appear to be a nice guy.
1: Uh, yeah, I think uh, you know, I've always been pretty easygoing and. You know, the physical side of the game hasn't been something that's, you know, come natural to me. It's something I'm more got to focus on and tell myself to, you know, get into the game and, and do that kind of stuff. So that's been, uh, I think that was a pretty good progression over the past year was you know, the physical, physical side started to come. and, But no, it is definitely difficult when it's not in your first nature to, you know, take someone's head off. Or, you know, you almost got to tell yourself that you still got to do that, that part of the game.
0: A couple of more uh, hockey-related things and then some fun stuff before we let Hayden Fleury uh, go off and do whatever he wants to do now that he's got a two-year uh, contract uh, in his back pocket. Was it difficult, as a guy who was drafted seventh overall in 2014, uh, was it difficult to watch picks you know, in later years, uh maybe less heralded guys and look Pesci and Jacob Slavin belong where they are, and I'm not nobody's taking anything away from it. But from somebody who was drafted seventh overall, was it frustrating uh to watch other guys get there quicker than you and how did you deal with that?
1: Um, yeah, I mean yeah, there there was some frustrating moments at times, but uh you know, you can't be mad at other guys having success. Uh by any means, Slavo and, you know, past have, you know, earned everything they've gotten in this league. And, you know, I don't think anyone's going to argue with that. And, but no, it's, uh, you know, it's a process. And especially, you know, the Hurricanes are trying to win and they're trying to win now. And, you know, we feel like we have a, a team where we can win. So it was almost harder break, trying to, you know, be a consistent player on a team that has very high expectations and expects to make the playoffs that don't have time for young guy mistakes. And, you know, I think that those are some of the things I had to learn. And, you know, unfortunately it was 14 or so trips to Charlotte to learn that. And, uh, yeah, I think where we are now is a lot better than, you know, where we were last summer.
0: What's the, has, what's the fastest you've ever made the drive, uh, from Charlotte to Raleigh?
1: Uh, probably an hour and 50. Get out of here. Well, my my place is in Cary on the the (laughs) side of Cary closest to Charlotte. So there are some late nights where driving back and trying to get home and just hoping there wasn't a cop on the road there would be.
0: I am calling the law on you right now. My gosh. I've done it in 215, but – uh, I've always lived on the other, like in North Raleigh. Now I live even over okay. there, but still 150. That's uh, <laughs> that is hauling. Uh, uh, all right, some uh, let me final hockey question, and then then some fun things. Do you remember what happened on October 18th of 2019?
1: October 18th of 2019, we would have played. Oh, it was probably my first goal. Yes. I, I would
0: assume.
1: <laughs> yeah. Can you describe yeah. it? Um, there. I mean, we were we were losing. I think three nothing or four nothing. We weren't really playing very good. Um, it was the last game of our road trip, and their guy kind of just threw one up the middle, and I just come off the bench, and I kind of just grabbed it and tried to shoot one as hard as I could, and it went in, and you know that was that. I wasn't like you could. I didn't want to celebrate too big because we were down for nothing and it didn't really end up meaning anything. So, like, it was kind of a, you look at my face and it's like, I was really happy, but I tried not to show it uh, too much.
0: Yeah, you had played lo- almost, uh, you know, almost 100 games in the, uh, yeah, in the NHL. it was a
1: very good feeling.
0: <laughs> uh, well, you had four goals and 10 assists this year. Uh, so, you had a breakthrough offensively. And now, uh, I, don't need, I don't know how much you will have to adjust Tell me the adjustment that your dog will have to make now that Trevor Reamsdyke and his dog are playing for the Washington Capitals.
1: You know, that's going to be a... He's definitely going to miss out for sure, I think. I mean, they've been buddies ever since I started playing for the Canes. So, no, he'll be be sad not to have Dwight there this year. But Brock McGinn just got a dog. So, uh, you know, hopefully he'll be a... Or, uh, it's a, she actually. So hopefully she and Kobe will be uh, good buds. That's,
0: uh, that, that is tough. My, our dog, uh, and the, we have a barn cat and the barn cat, they're, they're buddies and they, they hang out. Uh, but it's, it's very important for dogs to have friends.
1: Yeah. They need, they need <laughs> their buddies.
0: Uh, it's gotta be a, you know, disappointing. I mean, I know you and Trevor became close as well. Uh, so, uh, so now, now you're going to, uh, if you get the opportunity, you're going to rub, uh, rub TVR against the wall.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, you know, it'll be weird. Uh, he was, he's been one of my closest, uh, friends, uh, since I've uh, made the team and, you know, his, uh, wife and my fiance are very close and, you know, it's, we're definitely going to miss him a lot. There was a lot of, you know, fun nights the four of us had and, you know, they're definitely going to be missed. All
0: right. Uh, uh, final couple of things for Hayden Flurry. Uh, how are you getting ready? Uh, staying ready for, uh, whenever this is going to start, the NHL has said, you know, the target is January one. Who knows? I know you're coming down here in a few weeks. Uh, so, uh, but we don't know when this is all going to start. How are you getting ready? I'm um,
1: just trying to take it like a normal off season. Uh, you know, working out, training, skating. Um, for now, spending the last couple of weeks with my family, and then, you know, making the, you know, trip down to Raleigh like I've done for the past three seasons. I've always come a month or so before everyone else, and you know, worked with uh, Billy B. And now we have our new skills coach there, so I'm excited to work with him for you know a month or so, and you know, just get dialed in and. Be ready for camp once it gets once it gets going
0: let's be honest you're coming down so you can get some rounds of golf and you can't play golf in the snow in calgary
1: you're absolutely right on that
0: <laughs> how far behind are you uh from uh, from everybody I think I know Willie's no longer uh no longer playing but uh you know he's gonna be how many he's gonna have to give you now
1: oh I'll at least need four on Willie
0: Two and two, or not? Not four yeah, aside. You're. Yeah. I, I've heard you're a better player than that.
1: I know. I'll need two the first couple of rounds. Two aside, and then uh, yeah, I've heard some stories. though, Willie. Willie's been breaking par quite a bit lately. So uh, I think the rest of them. I think I'll get Trocheck the first time I'm back. But other than that, I think I'll need a couple from Willie.
0: Well, isn't Willie playing senior tees now?
1: He should, I mean, he's getting that old. He probably could. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, one more thing. Uh, I know you are a Duke basketball fan. Uh, Absolutely. so explain how you became a Duke basketball fan. Uh, and, uh, cause this, I mean, you know, it, you, it, they ask you to choose a side. Nobody gets to, I know TVR became a Carolina fan and there's, I think there's a bunch of guys who are all over the place and your head coach is a state fan cause he married into uh, an NC state basketball family. Uh, so how did you become a Duke fan? Uh, and give me a uh, scattering report on Duke basketball.
1: Um, so it's kind of funny that you, that you mentioned that uh, all the guys that seem to work for the Canes, like our athletic therapist, Doug Bennett, Case, Sonny, uh, Brian Tatum used to be a big UNC mm-hmm. basketball guy. Like all these guys were UNC basketball and they just loved it so much. And I didn't understand it. Cause I'm a kid from Saskatchewan and <laughs> no one really knows what college basketball is. So I got down there and, you know, I was my first year in Charlotte. I think UNC ended up winning the national championship. And then Doug Bennett took me to the UNC basketball arena. The one year when uh-huh. I came in earlier and I got to hold, of the national championship trophy. So I thought, Oh wow, that's pretty cool. And the next day I declared myself a Duke fan. I was like, I was like, they need some love too. So no one cheers for Duke. I'm by myself. And actually Trochek just sent me a picture the other day in a Duke hoodie. So he's now a new guy that cheers for Duke. But, you know, it's good. I mean, the UNC-Duke rivalry is what it is, but it wouldn't be a rivalry in our dressing room if Duke didn't have anyone to cheer for him. So when those games are going on, it was uh it was crazy, especially this year when we were in Vegas and Duke made that unbelievable comeback.
0: <laughs> oh my, oh my gosh, that was ridiculous! And yeah, and uh, Tyus Jones hit the uh, yeah. the ridiculous shot. Not Tyus. And Trey, then he Trey hit the air, the, yeah.
1: the air ball, which turned into an alley oop pass, which was uh the winning bucket, which was unbelievable. It was awesome.
0: It's sort of sort of like scoring a goal off uh, off your leg.
1: Absolutely. <laughs>
0: uh, this was fun. I appreciate your time. Congratulations on the deal. Uh, look forward. I know we, we may never be allowed to uh, talk to you guys in a locker room again <laughs> uh, because, of, uh, because of the pandemic. Hopefully one day uh, we'll be able to say hi in person. But thank you very much for your time. Uh, congratulations again, Hayden, and we'll talk soon. Thanks again. Short and sweet. Not a lot going on right now, but we're going to try and bring you these on a regular basis every other week or so. And then as events warranted, we'll jump on and We'll talk about them. Who knows? Maybe the Canes will add a player. Uh, maybe there will be a contract extension we need to talk about. We can always hope that Andre Svechnikov and Dougie Hamilton will come to terms and stick around long term. We'll see. Uh, my own opinion about the roster is they're a little light in the middle uh, at center, they're a little light on the second line. I think Carolina's second line ideally is a third line if you're legitimately going to be a top-tier team in the NHL. As it stands, I mean, Carolina could be a top. I mean, they're a top-eight team in the in the East, even with all the improvements around in Buffalo and New Jersey and other places, but uh, Montreal is getting better and better. Uh, so I do think Carolina is still a uh, playoff team, but there is still a lot of room to get better, in my opinion. Right, so uh, thank you very much for hanging out. I thank Hayden Flurry for his time, uh, and we'll do it again next time. Again, we're brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. And before we go, always like to remind you, uh, give us a rating, subscribe to the podcast, if you give us a five-star rating, and here's even even more importantly than that, um, rate it as you see fit. But if you have suggestions, if you would like to uh, you know, hear something different, put it in the rating. Give us uh, give us some feedback. That's the best way to do it. So I uh, thank you very much for your time. I am Adam Gold. This is the Kane's Corner Podcast. We will see you next time uh, we talk hockey.
1: You've been listening to the Canes Corner Podcast with Adam Gold. Don't forget there are many ways you can listen to this podcast, including streaming at WRALsportsfan.com, the WRAL Sports Fan app. And you can also subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, and TuneIn. Thanks again for listening to the Canes Corner Podcast.
0: Are you unhappy with your CPAP provider? Did you know you can easily switch providers right now? I'm Megan Gigling, General Manager of Parkway Sleep Health Centers. We are North Carolina's number one source for CPAP machines and supplies. Contact us today. We ship anywhere in North Carolina. If you're in need of a CPAP
1: machine, supplies, a knowledgeable doctor, or a sleep study, Parkway has you covered. For information or to schedule an appointment, visit parkwaysleep.com. Sound sleep, sound health.